This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, I say superstar, Miss Taylor Dane. Hi. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Now, where are you? You are on your quarantining on the West Coast. Is this true? Well, I was, believe it or not. Yes, I've been on the West Coast primarily. Yeah. But I uh, was on the East Coast briefly for a second. I just uh, was in um, Miami briefly. Yeah. Had How's to. That? Um, it was brief, but I got to see my parents, believe it or not, which was a blessing. And uh, I had a closing on my apartment, actually. I had an apartment there for a few years. So. Wow. Had to. Uh, it was a blessing and it was. Uh, necessary but i i closed actually i sold it that's during this right that's yeah, pretty good it was, yeah <laughs> pretty amazing quite you just never go to miami and you figure why do i have an apartment here and it was also somebody made me a deal i couldn't refuse kind of thing so that's really the I have yeah. friends in real estate that say now that we're kind of like semi-open in the world they're like it's really busy i think people are like wanting to do transactions before we you know if we wanting get to get down. out of bigger cities and go to places where they you know maybe where it's cold and where they just want to kind of just yeah i get it well, i'm mean, here more nestled where i need to be and my kids are here and there's just kind of there's things where we want to simplify simplify and less and you know it's just yeah i have to be here for other reasons and i did was spending i was in multiple places and this has kind of made more sense. And I know that you are, I mean, I'm in New York City. I was born and raised in the New York area. So you are from Baldwin, Long Island, which we I love. grew up in Baldwin, Long Island. Yeah, but I mean, I was born in New York City Hospital. Do you ever miss like New York? In the Bronx a little and then Long Island, yeah. I love it. Do you ever miss like Long Island, New York? Like, would you ever want to live here again? live oh i go to the i mean i'm i'm in long island i go to the hamptons every summer and yeah i'll be back there i'll probably go in some point in in august i'll get my feet wet absolutely i have to i mean i'm a new york girl like i'm never more proud to say i'm from new york because i mean that's it i didn't move to la till i was 35 like <laughs> i didn't move to cali um i'm very happy in cali and there's nothing more i like there's nothing more proud to say I'm from born and raised from New York. There, just, that's it. You know, you just have to. It's, um, I, I agree. And the Hamptons is still busy. It's people are out there. Are they? I have, yeah. I have, you know, I mean, look, New York got pummeled LA. We've got pummeled like any great city has, you know, and these are very, very unusual times. Just ask my parents who are 89 and 85 and they go, this is just 
anybody that's gone through unprecedented times and wars as my parents have and World War, my father too, Korean War and, you know, my parents, World War II and just in general, just this is up there with it. It's just, unusual, yeah. you know, very strange times and, un, you know, very abnormal and, and we're, um, we got to hold each other real tight. And yeah. we just have to, uh, you know, we're scared. I understand that. I understand that. But I also find a lot of beauty in this abnormality. I do. I look into it. I've, I've taken a lot more care in how I see people and treat people and treat myself primarily because I hold my heart a lot more. I, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, like you said, like simplify, like that's kind of where it's amazing. Like if we, you boil it down, like all the things we needed and now you're just like, wait, I haven't gone shopping in months. So I didn't need all those bags or things I would buy every month. Like, you know, you, 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 you had to have it before. Now you're just like, what, what? Like, so it's like, it's this, I'm finding this Groundhog's Day in some way. I mean, I'm writing more. I'm more prolific. I'm more creative with other people that I haven't had the chance to wake up every day and just say, hi, how are you? I'm just, I talk to people more. I talk more gibberish. I say more Taylorisms, right? And I just feel I'm more present. Yes. I'm not... Just, I find this enjoyment of every day getting up and being able, I'm, I'm just very grateful for this opportunity to reset and recharge. Very yeah. great. I think that's a good I way. Really, I really understand there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of scary feelings out there. And there's a lot of people that are very frightened and that are struggling financially and understanding that we are all in this together, guys. There is not one of us that is not struggling and in, and in fear. But if you can challenge yourself to go to the love that is always greater than the fear, I promise you, there are people there that will hold your space. And they're here. There's, it's greater than the, the chaos. I promise you. I think that's a good. It really is. I think that's a good. I mean, you know, a lot of people I think that are feeling alone need to hear that. They do. Well, they need to just go outside and sit and be still next to a tree and just trust something good will be next to them very shortly and not be caught up in the chaos, not listen to the chaos. And that's very challenging because chaos breeds chaos. It wants to feed on it. It's, it's a very, that's why it's very difficult for people not to read the news and get caught up in negativity. It's, it's like coffee, it's caffeine, it breeds itself. If you can stay away from a, a coffee a day, and I, I hate to say that to people because it breeds, you know, stay away from caffeine, stay away from chewing gum. These are the things that keep you activated and charged. But that's what keeps you bubbling and going. As I reach for my coffee. But I'm not, you know, that has its moment. That has its, its charge, but, but that's like news. It just festers. It just keeps it going. You know, it keeps you active. 
not yeah. still to get centered. I totally agree. Now, speaking of your childhood mm -hmm. and the beginning. Well, you know, because I can go there. I can very much go there. Well, I mean, so uh, we, we're going to talk about your book because I read your book, not just for this, but just in general, I've read it. So you were born Leslie Joy Wonderman. And this is true that Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister helped <laughs> change your name. I didn't change anything. He just suggested. Um, well, because I was working in the studio with Dee, <clears throat> who was... Um, I mean, what I was in the studio with Dee because um, he was very much mentoring my collaborator, the guy I was working with, which was uh, Rick Wake. You know, Rick was like 19, I was like 21, and we got this, um, we had produced Tell to My Heart together. We were, we were you know, working together. And uh, <laughs> we were in the studio and um, with Tell to My Heart, and we got, you know, kind of, some news that we got, we'd finished Tell to My Heart and we got a, some, some interest from, uh, I guess it was finally um, Arista Records at the time, you know, this was 87 and uh, that they were interested in Tell to My Heart and that was the single we had and it was just called, a, it was a 12 inch then and um, he was working with, and they had already broke Twisted Sister and um, we were in Cove City Sound and this was in Long Island and that was owned by Richie Kanata who was already very well known as the sax player with uh, Billy Joel. And Dee was already broken with, with Twisted Sister, but he was already producing a, like a small project for himself, um, some girl band, and he was protégéing or mentoring Rick at this time. And um, Rick put me into the studio just as one of his, you know, as, as like, and Dee met me and he was like, you're just kind of cool, Taylor. I mean, Leslie, I just don't even think myself. And he goes, so if you're going to make this, this, this record and now Aris is into you, you need like a cool name. Like, like Leslie's all right. And I'm like, all right, well, I had a couple of 12 inches under Leslie. And he goes, nah, you need like a guy's name, hip name, like, like Frankie or Tommy. And the guy behind the, like his engineer with him was like really hot guy. And he goes, oh, I had a girlfriend named uh, Tommy. And we were like, oh, Tommy's cool. And I was like, yeah, Tommy's cool. He goes, but I told Tommy, I had this other girl, but her name was Taylor. And I told Tommy, and we were like, I was going out with Taylor. And she thought, and we were like, Taylor. We were like, Taylor, Tommy, Taylor. And we, it was just like, we all said, well, Taylor's great. And then Richie was having a baby. So he had a baby book in the studio. So we all went out for drinks and we were like, took the baby book. And Rick was like, Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh. And then he goes, oh, I like this name, Dane. So I get named that night Taylor Dane from a baby book and, and Dee Snyder in a bar. I love it. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. 
They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. That's basically rock and roll history, dude. That's how it really pretty much works itself out. That's just how it works. And And the rest is history, as they say. But, you know, if I really wanted to get a little nastier how it goes down, that, yeah, I mean, pretty much that's it. Yes. Hysterical. Why is there a nastier side to that story? Yes, and there's a magazine. So they they take the name, the record company, and then... Let, let's just fast forward like a week later. My brother's living in the basement. I'm living upstairs in the house. You know, my, 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 my family house. My mom is living in an ashram now. I'm like, I say, what, like 19? I'm like 21. My brother's like 24. He's living downstairs in the basement. I mean, he lives downstairs in the basement. I live upstairs, right? I broke up with my boyfriend or whatever. And Rick and I are making records, you know, down in Bolognese studio, right? So this is the 12-inch, and we get this this record deal based on a two you know on a single single option album and they're going to print now with the single tell it to my heart they don't even put my face on the cover and i'm called taylor dane now d-a-d-a-n-e right so this is it taylor dane from the baby book (laughs) d-a-n-e and then we get a frantic call my brother comes frantically up from the basement like a week after we get the name and he goes sis 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 and he always wears this, this robe. My brother's always down in the basement jerking off. I swear to God. And he comes up, sis, sis, sis. Dean, is, is, there's a porn star named Taylor Dane. <laughs> he shows me this magazine. And not even like 15 minutes later, the record company's calling up frantic like, dude, the name's like, there's a porn star named Taylor Dane. And I'm like, holy shit. Rick's calling him up. Like, Leslie, we can't name. And he's British. I can't even say British accent right now. He's like, what are we going to do? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. Throw a Y in there. Like, it's me, Taylor, with a with Dane, with a Y. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And he's like, so they threw a Y in Dane, and the rest is history. There you go. That's the sloppy, disgusting version of it. That's the story. See what happens when you watch the news and you get all hyped up? This Malcolm. is why I don't watch the news these days. I don't know. Spoiled. This is why I don't, you don't live with, with, you know, sex addicts that live in your basement and your brother. So there you have it. Seriously. Now, was it always music for you? Like, was there ever like a, I mean, I know you were working in a Russian nightclub. You read the book, of course. By four years old, by by kindergarten, I had my first solo. By fourth grade, I was singing Jacques Brel. My parents' jaws were dry. I sang Jacques Brel. I had my first solo I sang for the Fantastics, Edith Piaf number, Carousel. And yes, I was singing Joni Mitchell, like River, by 17. And then, yes, I had... This was my first band by 18, and then... And you took your own money. Yes, I was doing showcases by, you know, 18, and famous by 22. And it all worked out. Now, talk to me about... I mean, you know, you've had seven... You've sold 75 million records and have had seven top 10 hits, so I would say it all worked out. Seven? 18. Oh. 17. 18 top 20 hits. 12, yeah, it's been a long, beautiful career. I would say so. 
Me too. Now at the beginning, talk to me, what was working with Clive Davis really like? Well, there's the really, and then there's, you know, the actually. There were some magical, incredible moments, and there was some personal moments that were devastating, and then there was those moments where just magic, you know? We, we, you know, we talk a lot, we talk often now enough through mutual people, and, you know, if I could bottle it up and understand what it was when I was in it, it'd be a lot easier to go through it and just say, those were those shoulda, coulda, woulda moments, you know? that I wish I could understand, but you'll never be able to take those back because you just don't understand them when you're in them. That's just the way it is. You know, you're too young and you just don't understand them. But at the same time, it's like magic in a bottle. It's just magic in a bottle. You know, you're just at the top of the pin. Amazing moments, amazing times. You know what it's like to be on a boat when you're in the middle of Eddie Murphy and <laughs> Mike Tyson <laughs> and Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin, you know. You were on a boat with Clive Davis and all those people. Well, you just, it's an invitation because that's, you're going to this opening of, you know, Whitney's, op- you know, the opening of that album. So it's just, you just don't, these are just the beginnings of the beginnings, you know. I'm just telling you, these are moments that only parties at his house, you know, or just his apartment, just so these are Grammy nights, just before Grammy nights. Yeah. They're legendary. What was Whitney like? Beautiful, humble, gracious, and loved to laugh. Did you, did you spend a lot of time with her? A lot? No. Just on those big nights. I wasn't. You know, we weren't close like that, but she always would just be just beautiful and gracious. Beautiful and gracious. Never forgot a thing. She was an elephant. She just didn't forget anything. To me, that's all I knew, you know. Dionne Warwick, same thing. Beautiful, humble, always lovely. But Whitney, beautiful, lovely. I mean, classics. Exactly. Funny, funny. Really? Just laughing. Always love to laugh. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're classics. And so your albums are extremely classics as well. Would you say, like, from your early career, like, do you have a favorite song? Do you have a least favorite song? It's so weird. You could ask me this 20 years ago, but now I'm sitting here at 50 something and I go, has this different feeling for me now? Because I look into the eyes of people now and they're just, you know, now I'm reaching those different numbers and it's just weird. Now I'm sitting in this other weird space with it and it makes people so happy. I feel differently now. Over the last five, six, eight years, it's just different. I don't feel the same when I'm on stage singing these songs anymore. And maybe it's because just it's just shifted. Everything's different. Like, how does it feel different? No, I've reached that different age. You know, that different place with it. It's now reached like people are just so. 
beautifully enraptured with it and, and gracious and it's managed to move to that next level of beauty. I can't explain it. The artists I meet along the way, it's like, I see these faces. I talk, they're friends now. Like Belinda the other day said, Belinda texted me the other day. She goes, I'm just thinking about you. You just on my mind. And you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Belinda Carlisle from lead singer from one, one of the best groups. Okay, so I became, okay, so, okay, it brings tears to my eyes. Or Debbie will call me the other day and she just goes, I just had a frustrating call with, and I'm like, they're like my sisters. Or Paula the other day, I'm like, I mean, you don't call, you don't write. And then I'll call her up and she's getting her hair done and I just, we just go, <laughs> we just laugh. I mean, they're my sisters. Okay. And I love this, this period of time that we've had to sit back and, ex and really appreciate each other. Lisa, Lisa, love her. Sheila E. I love these women. Amazing artists, amazing women, amazing talent, Cindy Lauper. And all these years, you know, Gloria Estefan on the road, worked with them many, 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 many years. Seen their faces. Well, there's nothing, you know, Shannon, Evelyn Champagne King, Bonnie Pointer, rest in peace. Ruth Pointer. I see them. Work with them. So it's been uh, beautiful. Tell us something about Paula that we would be be shocked to find out, or <laughs> Belinda, or or Cindy, Belinda, Cindy, or Paula. I mean, they're all amazing. I mean, shocked. Just Paula's like. All right, Paula, you're going to be so pissed. She drives a 2010 white Mercedes. <laughs> drives like shit. She's so funny. She got a flat tire coming, out of, coming down a driveway. I'm like, who gets a fucking flat tire coming down a driveway? She didn't even drive out of the house. She got a, trip, a flat tire. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. And the guy's like so scared. He's like... That we've called AAA. She's like on the, she has the dummy tire for like two weeks. I go, you're supposed to change the tire in like 50 miles. She goes, I only have 20,000 miles on the car. I go, there you go. Keep the tire forever. The dummy tire, whatever you call it. And the guy's worried about throwing the tire. He goes, it's dirty in the trunk. I go, it's a 2010. It doesn't matter if you get it dirty. It was like unbelievable. <clears throat> it's hysterical. It's got to be there, I guess. Who doesn't love some Paul Abdul? The cutest person in the world. She's smaller than me. And she wears higher heels than me to even a backyard party. I'm like, Paula, stop. 
were you guys all kind of friendly back in the day on the scene? She's more like an, a West Coast Jew, and I'm more like an East Coast Jew. She nobody nobody knows this, but she uh, she uh, choreographed uh, "Prove Your Love." <clears throat> well, she was too big for her britches because she was doing you know every Janet Jackson video. But she came in, she came in for like ten minutes. She goes, "Oh, this looks good," and then she left. I was like Paula, and I just danced around my. Uh, she choreographed me dancing around my my um my guitar player and i go but did you really choreograph me dancing around my bass player because he was his name was flip and he was like the size of my bedroom and i go so that was really where all the choreography took me because he was the biggest bass player in the world his name was flip i go so you really forgot about that guy because that took me a lifetime to get around him this is all not making sense but in if you know i mean <laughs> no, it's I mean listen, Paula's <clears throat> No, if she was here, she'd be like, Shut up, Taylor. I'd be like, No, it's true. <clears throat> I used to call him Flip Wilson. He was a big boy. But anyway, no. <clears throat> I can't say anything funny about her because she's just she's petite, she's cute. Can't pick on cute people. <clears throat> she's like a little what a little weeble. She's small, I well, the first concert I've ever gone to, I'm you are small, yes. Five foot, it's not fair to, she's like a little person. It's like picking on a little person. You're both small. I've been to your, I've met you before. I've met her. Much bigger than her. She just seems like, I mean, you both seem like the nicest people, but my first concert ever was the Go-Go's. Like a nicest person. She does. See, I had a Zen sense earlier. And now my see. Did I get you all riled up? No. Come on in. Look, here's my son. You want to see him? Yeah. Come on in, busting on my Zoom call. Sorry. You'll get his phones in here. This is this is how this house really operates. The Dane situation. Hello. Hello. How are you? He's handsome. What's huh? going on? Nothing Show him your guns. Show him how Just you hanging out. Day with a tattoo on. Oh yeah. Look at this guy. I Shows love a tattoo. What does it say? Thinking. I should think so. Get out of here. I like it. Please. The Dane. The Dane kid. Get out of here. Where's the Where's the baby? Is he home? Downstairs. My girlfriend brought my doggy home. Oh, really? Oh, Rufus. With, well, with children, like now that you have children, like do you still enjoy, like I know last year you did the tour, speaking of Lisa Lisa and Jody Watt, like with your children, like, do you still enjoy touring or do you just want to be home with the kids? They're 18. They're not home. They're like, she, my daughter leaves. Like, no, they're not here. This is a mirage. He just came home to get my AA, my AAA car. He crashed into the car. This is all, don't get all this fixated. It's glad, I'm glad they're here. But um, this is a phantom. Think about it. They're supposed to be in college. They're not in college. They're supposed to be going to San Francisco. This one's supposed to be, it's all... But now he's like, can I move back home? <laughs> like, yeah. let really? Sell, let me sell Miami. Yeah. But you know what? It's this, it's a suspended animation of our lives right now. And I'm grateful for it because I on one level, I'm, I was shocked when I stopped touring on some level and our tour was canceled or postponed and We'll go back to it. We all know that in 2021 and we're trying to look at it positively and I'm looking at, you know, we're all trying to figure this out as we postpone and remove and move dates. Um, 
obviously they can't go on forever, but uh, I do love and enjoy watching what formulates here. So yeah, I love having him here or watching him grow up and he just came in there and hugged me. What can I say? Seriously. Seriously, didn't he? You saw it. It's I, I saw it. it. It's on video. It's on audio. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like all about the ink. I'm like, right. So, I mean, it's, it's special. I mean, watching, letting go of what our relationship was and yeah, they're 18. They're going to be 19 in December and we're watching it unfold and I'm trying not to hold on to who they were and you know, they are, they have to grow and grow. And, you know, and also let go of who they were and let them become what they're going to become. And yeah. Like, well, I love who they were, but they need to grow and go too. And so do I need to grow and go as well. No, that's okay. We're changing. We Did are. you, back in the day or, you know, even current, like, have you ever met anyone where you've just been so starstruck? I mean, you know, you mentioned Whitney, you know, it doesn't even have to be a singer, just like where you're like, I'm totally starstruck by this person, or do you just don't get starstruck? No, of course not. Um, I, of course I do. Um, let me think exactly. Well, I certainly had that with Prince. It was funny. When I met Michael Jackson, I was star starstruck with Michael before I met him because I could hear him. And it was before he came on stage, there was so much commotion going on because he was doing drills backstage. And it was with this um, military, um, they were doing drills backstage and you could hear it and the excitement was so crazy because he was all dressed up and he was doing like, they were doing chants and stuff and he did that before and it was on the bad tour. I was opening up for him. So I was backstage and with my band and they were doing like count off and drills and stuff. And it was just mesmerizing. And the whole backstage would get pumped up before and it was in blue. It was in the green rooms and stuff. And just, you could hear him counting off and he was, and then he would, it was like right before he, um, mama same, mama same, not mama same. He want to be starting something. And he would come out with that white shirt and it was blowing. Want to be starting something. And it would be blowing. His like whole stage persona was just so magnified and crazy. And he loved all that excitement. Want to say, want to be starting something. And he just had these guys run him up stage and they never even came on stage with him. He just got all pumped up before he went up there. And it was like six guys with him and all dressed up in, in military garb and doing count off and drills with him backstage, pumping him. And then he just ran up stage and he was just, and it was a big ramp, you know, fucking crazy in these arenas. And I was just like, just to get himself pumped. Crazy. And then when you meet him, he's like, hi, how are you? So nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, let's take a picture. And he was like fragile, like a doll. It just didn't, it was so, it was weird. Strange. Did he keep to himself on tour? Oh, I never, I mean, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I mean, and then his manager's like, I'm going to manage you. I mean, you know, Frank, I loved him, loved him. He was a prankster, I heard. I mean, no, I didn't know, I didn't know Michael at all. Um, but really enamored when I met them. Yeah, what about Prince? It was crazy. He just walked, he was the swagger on a stick. Prince. Who else? 
Like you can't breathe, you know, like you're just like around them. What about Tina Turner? Have you ever met? Oh, goddess. Oh, she told me some funny one-liners. Let me tell you what she told me. So I went to a party at, um, oh yeah, Tina was just, okay, first of all, she talked like an auctioneer. Classic Tina. (laughs) I don't know what question I asked her, but I think we were literally at Roger Davies' house. If I'm not mistaken, She's just literally one of the most brilliant, gorgeous women in the world. I literally looked at her, I go, you know, you look like Raquel Welsh, except I think you're black. You're just black Raquel Welsh. She's stunning, right? Gorgeous face, cheekbones out to here, hair, you know. And I don't know if I said black or whatever I said. I probably, probably did because I'm just so wayward. And she just goes, and I might've said something else. And she goes, why Taylor, are you not married? Or something she said to me. Who knows what the fuck? But Roger loved me. And, you know, I think I wrote a hit song for Tina. I don't even remember what it was. But we were sitting together. And, you know, people always compared us to some crap. And I don't even know what we were doing. But here's the thing. Tina's glass was always, like, standing there. And she had her flute of Pierre Jouet and a beautifully painted bottle or something. And Roger would always come over and he'd laugh. We'd laugh. We were always just drinking together something. And Roger would always pour her a glass in this beautifully perfect bottle. And she said to me something and I was cracking up and I'd be like, Tina this, Tina that. And then she said something, she goes, the problem with you, who was her friend? It was some friend she was always talking. She goes, I always told so-and-so. The problem with you Jewish women is you got no patience. Y'all got no fucking patience. She was said this to me. You Jewish people, you Jewish women, you got no patience. I was like dying. That so- is funny. Jesus was hysterical. You got no fucking patience, Taylor. You Jewish girls, you got no fucking patience. But she talked like this, like an auctioneer. That, that is funny. Oh, she's the best. I love Tina. Oh, what a party that was. And, and Roger never stopped coming over. Like, Benny Medina was doing the same thing for fucking J-Lo one night. We were partying at uh, Leah's house. Same shit. Bing, 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 bing. I'm like, Roger, don't stop this shit for her. Bing, 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 bing. Same shit. J-Lo. Gorgeous. Not one hand didn't have diamonds on it. Same thing. She's hot as shit, too. J-Lo is... Keeping it up, that is for damn sure. Not missing a goddamn beat. It's not even. So is Leah, by the way. Leah's gorgeous. She's a good friend, too. Leah, I love Leah. She gets mean as fuck, though, too. But I got to tell you, that's just that's the way we are with each other, though. When's the last time you spoke to J-Lo? I'm not friends with her like that. Leah's very close with her. I'm very close with Leah. Yeah. I have one more question about all of these wonderful women. What about Madonna? You know, Madonna and I have crossed so many times, but honestly, only once did we really have a conversation. We've shared some men for sure. And it was just very simple and very sweet, our one conversation-ish, really. It wasn't, we really haven't hung, hung out much. And you I mean, shared? Mutual men, boyfriends, but honestly, most of God, you know, um, 
Alec Kashishian, we, you know, obviously we were very tight with and stuff, but that's just, you know, as far as work wise, but, um, John Enos and all that, but I mean, God, Nick Scott, I mean, I could go on and on, but no, just one night we were out. Um, and she just came up with Ingrid once and just, just, it was very nice. Unpretentious, nothing crazy. And then with John, one night I was out with uh, John and just, she was nice. Nothing, no, nothing. We never met in workways. Nothing, nothing ever really hardcore. Nothing. Cause I mean, she was always just, you know, in work mode and I was never really in places. Nothing, nothing like hardcore. Mm-mm. What about, does it ever shock you? Like, you know, like you tour now, like this, how your music just holds up. Like, you know, you said like, it's kind of like you have a different appreciation for it. You know, are you ever like performing songs and you're just like, wow, like these are just, the songs are the soundtrack to our life. You know what I mean? Like, like, does it ever shock you? I don't know. And do you ever get tired of performing some of the old, you know, like, okay, I'm, you know, you're writing new music, you have a lot of new great stuff. Like, does it ever get tiring, some of the old songs? I mean, sometimes, you know, it's just, not really, it's just, no, I just like to see improvement, you know, you just always want to see how it can make, no, I love, I want to just improve things. That's all. I just want to make things grander, better. No, no, nothing like that. No, no, I don't think, I don't think that way. No. That's good. No, not at all. Well, I mean, I'm not tired of any of the songs, so. What what about like the current state of like pop music? Like, do you have any, you know, do you have any thoughts on like current pop music today? I sometimes can't pull a voice out of a lineup. That I have to be honest about. Sometimes it just sounds just so generically enhanced. Like one voice just kind of auto auto tunes into the next. That I can say. But then when some of them are just so magically done, it's amazing to me. I, I mean, there was a time like two, three, four years ago, I was loving pop music for a real long time. I was just so down with it. There was a really great moment in pop history. It was had a really long run. I mean, there was so much great shit going on. Gaga, pa, uh, Perry, I mean, Halsey. It was just a great run, amazing run of stuff going on. Beyonce, it was just great. All such great shit. But just, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to wave my flag and say, oh, it's all trash, but it's just, it's just running it's, Happen, it's a spoke of it, you know. Oh, maybe it's just we're just tired right now a little bit, but it's okay. Do you have any favorites amongst the current of current music, like Dua Lupa, Ariana Grande, like anything uh, like that? Don't even get me started. Ariana Dua, Amaze Balls. This one, Amaze. Listen, they're, they're, they're queens right now. Don't even start with me there. I'll tell you who else is queen. This chick, hold on. They're queens. Stop. Dua is queen, queen, queen. Arianda already proved she's a queen. This chick, queen. Doja is a queen. Doja Cat, right? Yeah. Great. They're great. 
They're queens. But that's, they, they, they have more than, they have interesting sounds. And they've already proven that with multiple, I mean, they're queens. That's not with one single. Right. Stop it. They're queens. Yes. But I want to talk about the book, which I loved. I mean, it, I know it was a passion project of yours. Well, it was my 30-year anniversary, so I did it. I have one more minute. I just want to talk about your new song. My new single, please. It's amazing. I mean, it's... Two new cats, and they're great. And I did it about a year ago, and it had to sit a little bit. And I'm so glad we, we, we hung in there a little bit. And it felt like, and I'm so glad we released it now because it just feels right. It's a summer bit of a banger. It's my jam and I'm happy with it. Really happy with it. It's, uh, listen, it's helping me during quarantine. It's yeah. Just keep feeding it out there because I know, I know it's going to keep catching on. It's just right. Bum, 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 bum. And it's very organic. And these guys are Berkeley cats. And the other kid just got signed and it's just going to keep going. I'm just, t I'm just telling you, it's right. I just want a seven up going like, bing, 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 right. You don't just see that porn on the thing. Don't you see Tina Turner going, you Jewish girls got no patience. Man, wait for it. Wait for it. I just see like, right. It is. It's the greatest track. I'm telling it's you. It's so catchy. Please is like. <laughs> I just need seven up to catch some bubble on that. It's great. Everyone needs to listen to it. And before we go, like, what is next for you? Like, are you doing more new music? Single. It's called Living in the Moment. You're going to love it. And that's coming soon. Yeah, we'll dump it out the end of August, probably. Just keeping it moving, baby. And I'm working with some really hip cats. I'm putting out, just doing music this year, baby. And we'll get back on the road. Talking to Lisa, we still have dates coming up. We have Lazy the 80s stuff. So hopefully we'll get that. You know, we just, I'm staying awfully creative. That's what I'm really thinking. You know, I'm just, so as you saw, I was working with John Robinson, a lot of music, just. Yeah. But I'll, I'll hunker it down a little bit more here. That's, that's, and it's good. People are really, artists, you know, other musicians, they're, they're really talking to me and I'm, I love it. I'm loving the vibe. Staying yep. more put, staying more creative, staying more, in the moment, in the process, it's been really nice. And hopefully we'll hear these songs live when the tour continues. Well, ladies of the 80s. With the ladies of the 80s, well, I guess we could put, I could put, please, I guess we could play Please. That would please be has got to be in there. But it's not the center of what, I mean, maybe I could do it with the girls. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, that's not the center of what ladies of the 80s is. You know that. You yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, I, I appreciate my audiences for what they're doing there, you know? Well, us girls, we love each other on the road, so that's a great thing. And I think we might bring Evelyn Champagne out. Oh, really? Happy. That would be... I like how it mixes it up a little bit. There was a little Jody Watley, a little Pointers. Yeah, Champagne King is fire. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. amazing. Shame. Girl down dirty me. Mama just don't understand. Oh, come on. Queen. Uh, I would gladly take some Evelyn Champagne King. Of course you would. She's like queen. She's mm. a queen. Please is getting me through, Taylor. Thank you. Oh, Your book. And the book. Wow. I can't even believe I got nominated like for independent book. Tell it to my heart. And you know what? It's like, it's a quick, easy read. Like, I mean, that's what I, you know, it's like, I, I literally read it in one weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
I appreciate you coming on. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, the real Taylor Dane, TaylorDane.com. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, it's all about the gram. Yeah. Everyone needs to get the book, listen to the single, please. It's seriously, I think it's the most, please, please. Yeah, and fun. then we'll talk. And next year, I hope to be at one of your shows. I hope we're, oh, knock yeah. on wood, this will resume in the beginning of the year. Yeah, we shall. Oh, of course we will. Of course we will. We'll get through this. All right, lots of love, guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you. I'll see you later. Thank you so much. Bye, darling. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.